This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Jim Padilla. Jim is the founder and CEO of Gain the Edge, a done-for-you provider of industry-leading sales systems and unicorn sales professionals, which he co-heads with his wife, Cindy. Together, they've generated over $1.4 billion in sales for a long line of high-level entrepreneurs. Jim's mission is to help thought leaders untangle themselves from the day-to-day minutiae of seeking leads and sales so they're free to amplify their impact while scaling their business. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jim. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, I I actually am curious uh, if you would share um, what you see as things that get in the way of people reaching the goals that they say they want. Oh, goodness. Uh, Great question. Um, You know, one of the biggest challenges for people the biggest obstacle for most people not being able to achieve the goals that they say they want is not actually putting them in any sort of cohesive plan and structure. Um, So many people have desire um, and desire is the birthplace of, of great things. um, But you have to be able to put them into a, an executable format, or you're the only person who's going to be able to make that happen. And that typically is going to be a massive pitfall. Yeah, boy, it's so true. People are really good at setting goals, but not necessarily creating the like the plan, right, for how they're going to hit that goal. Yeah, yeah, and and we see too many times that people pull um, a lot of different, really great ideas that they get from different places. Whether so, you know, learn something awesome on a webinar, maybe on a podcast, at an event, all of a sudden you have all of these really good ideas that in and of themselves maybe are kind of a plan, but they were never designed to work together. And then we're trying to Frankenstein them together and hope that they work, but we maybe get really, you know, we're puzzled when they don't actually deliver. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, and I'm curious because um, you say scaling is a bad word. Would you expand on that please? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I do not 
um, what we have come to see is that it is being taken as a bad uh-huh. word, just almost like sales is so much, you know, sales yeah. has a, um, you can't speak the word sales in most environments without people wanting to apologize for being a salesperson <laughs> or explain to you right out the gate that, well, we teach sales, but we're not pushy or we teach sales, but we're not slimy or we do sales. It's like, you know, sleazy, slippy, dopey, bashful doc, all of them. Right. Yeah. Um, and because it's such, so embedded in our culture. Um, well, scaling has also become a bit of that same negative I taste. See. It's like, well, why do you need that money? Or why do you have, why don't you have enough? Or what is, it's associated with some kind of greed. And I really get frustrated with that because um, I know, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we've been very successful. Um, most of our clients are also millionaires and billionaires. And I know many bil- millionaires and billionaires, as I know you, you will do too. I personally don't know any of them that are greedy. I know all of them that are very, very sold out and sold out to commitment, to deliver fulfillment for impact in the world, to change a lot of lives and all of that. But the the income that comes with that is a byproduct of doing all of these great things and solving problems at scale. And so if I can encourage people listening or anybody might be within earshots, like to embrace scale because that scale is where change really happens significance comes at great, great, in great measure, when you can scale your opportunities, your ideas, your thoughts and your outcomes. So it sounds like you think that people are uh, um, sort of stepping back from trying to scale because they think it's going to be seen in a in a bad way. You know, uh, I don't know how much of a sports fan you are, but um, there's, you know, recently, I mean, the, the Golden State Warriors just won a, a recent bas- NBA championship and there's a player named Draymond Green, who I personally get very frustrated with. He annoys <laughs> me. Um, but he's one of those guys that everybody else hates him. All the Warriors fans love him because he's a, he's, he's a necessary evil for them to win, but he is an irritant. And I think scaling works the same way in that it's easy to throw rocks at it when you don't have it, mm. but when you've got it, you're like, oh yeah, this is how it works. And I think people just are afraid of what they don't know. And it's easier to label it bad so that the way they have justification for not having it on their own. Yeah, right. Okay. That that makes sense to me. Where would you say um, people are spending their time on revenue generation that maybe they shouldn't be spending time? Well, I mean, a simple, easy answer is they shouldn't be spending their time with revenue generation where it's not getting them any revenue. Um, but I mean, I think that might be overstating. What does that look like? <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's, it's trying the latest fad when somebody said, hey, ah. you need to do this webinar strategy and you're doing it every week, but you're not getting clients. Or they yeah. said, hey, try this offer strategy. And then you're just beating it to death, but it's not working. Um, again, it, you know, you have to make sure that the strategy you're implementing, you know, people ask me all the time because we, we do so much uh, at scale and volume that we see everything and people say, well, is this strategy still working? Do launches still work? Are live events still really the good plan? Are webinars still a good thing? And my answer is always the same. Everything works and everything doesn't work. Yeah. It's what is the most optimal strategy for you that's going to lead 
your ideal clients who have the problem you solve, who are ready to invest at the level that you want them to invest at and what works in that moment. Because the only thing you'll know for a fact is that it works there. You don't, you, it might work somewhere else, but you can't, you don't know that until you put it into play. And anybody who's teaching another strategy, all they know is that strategy worked for them. And too many times we start taking this in and go, wow, that was an incredible webinar strategy. I'm going to do that. But do you know who they were offering it to? Do you know why they were offering it? Do you know when it worked? Do you know how it worked? What can, and, and when, and the, what consistent framework did it deliver the results? And, you know, if they ran it in the beginning part of the month, did it work the same as if they ran it at the end of the month, right? You have to ask a lot of questions and you need to, you need to get those answers. So, you know, don't just take somebody's strategy and input, get to the bottom of why did that strategy work? Why did they implement it at all? Boy, I think that is so valuable because this really is what people are doing. They're, they're falling into the latest and greatest thing that sounds like you know, it's going to be the game changer and not really, you know, thinking it through with whether it really makes sense for them at this point in time. Yeah. So, you know, we always ask ourselves, we debrief every single campaign we do. Um, and you have to ask yourself questions every time you do something, you have to say, why am I doing this? Does this work? How do I know it works? And I know that sounds simple and mundane, but if you can't answer how you know this worked, then you need to dig in because if you don't, if you got a great result and you don't know how that result came, you have absolutely no prayer of re replicating that great result. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, so huge. You always need to be digging into that and thinking and wondering and, and then testing the outcomes. Anytime, you know, anytime you're unsure, test it. Test it. Don't turn your questions to somebody else who may or may not have input. Just put it to your own audience, test it, and you will now have direct feedback called an outcome. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. And what do you think about this current environment that we're in? Um, is it, um, do you think it's good for growth? Is it challenging? What, what are you seeing out there? I think the current environment is soil for incredible life-changing greatness. Um, I was unfortunate enough to be unprepared for 2008. I was in mortgage at the time. I was making a lot of money, putting people in a lot of bad loans and all that stuff. Um, and when things hit, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have a strategy. And I got, we got caught with our pants down. You know, we had to foreclose on a couple of homes, bankrupt, all of that, start from scratch. And at the same time, there were more millionaires being born in that time period from 2008 to 2010, 12, than, than have ever been made in the history of the world. Huh. Because when there are troubled times, there are nothing but opportunities to solve new and greater problems. And we are now approaching that same time. And when we can look around and say, okay, what are the problems that people have that I know I can solve? Where can I step up? and step out as somebody who people can go to as a source of solution for information for the right, even if it's sometimes it's just the right amount of confidence to know that you can keep moving forward. You are a valuable asset to the people who are, who are seeking your solution. And believe me, there are people who are praying for what you have right now. You are an answer to their prayers. And the only thing is you cannot retreat. You can't look at these uncertain times and retreat and wait for a sign of something great to occur. You need to be that sign. You need to go on offense 
Don't circle the wagons and just hold on to and let it slip through your hands day by day. Go on offense and be the, the confidence bearer that people are seeking. You know, one of my favorite quotes is David Starr Jordan says, the world stands aside and let's pass any man who clearly knows where he is going. And that's, you know, mm. clearly any man or woman. Um, but the part that I add on to that is they stand, they set aside and let you pass and then they get in behind you and follow. Right. Wow. When you are moving on purpose because you know where you're going and you right. know you can bring a solution, you have an attractive air about you that people just want. Right. And you well, will. So, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. I would say it's just, it, it, it delivers and it crosses sections. You might be powerfully confident in the fact that you can deliver an amazing outcome with finance. Well, if somebody has a question about real estate, it may not be finance, but they believe in your level of confidence to help them find a solution, you will still get people who reach out to you for assistance simply because they believe that you have supreme confidence to be able to help them find their own. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. Okay. So so I I love this idea. I am it does um add a question for me. Okay. Which is how much time do you think people need to get to know someone to trust them on that level? Well, the speed of trust is a real thing. I mean, uh, connection happens in a moment. Um, trust is in the ability to provide. If you can give people a reason to say, look, here's something I'm going to show you and you can do it and it works immediately. You've instantly gained a measure of trust, Right. Um, the thing that we do have to be real um, understanding about, right, is that when people are in uncertain times, whatever they lacked in the ability to trust is only going to be exacerbated. Yeah. If people have fears and anxieties and doubts, you can count on those to be at least 2x, maybe 10x in times like this, which means you can't just be good at digging them out of their piles of denial. You have to be impeccable and world-class. You have to be consistent. I, I, I have actually, I, I, we started using a term that I've called love, loyalty, and lift. That if you, you have to show extreme measures 
of love in a play in, in an environment like this because people need to feel like you actually care about them and the yeah. problems that they're experiencing um loyalty they need to see that you're going to be if you said you're going to be around that you've got to be around they want sometimes they're going to they might register for something and not show up they just want to see if you're going to still be here next week and next month and next year because right now they're fearful and they need somebody that they know has some staying power so they know who to follow and then in the lift category you've got to be doing the work to elevate people if you can't bring them up from where they are they have no reason to trust that you can get them where they're going all right so that feels to me like um you you can't fake it you know you can't Amen. right talk about things that you really don't have the skill or ability to deliver it Amen. has to be authentic exactly um because right now i mean right now the beauty is you know authenticity i hate the word because it's it's so abused these days but <laughs> that is what's selling when people can feel the real you they've there's a there's a resonance and a trust and a connection that most people will have with you that they couldn't even explain if they wanted to right because that's what they really want they're looking for solution providers or partners or whatever you want to call it that they feel confident have their best interest in mind and know what they're talking about they're not going to sell them a bill of goods correct yeah yeah it's interesting yeah so uh, if if someone's listening and they're thinking okay you know i get it i'm on it whatever and and i want to make sure that I have, you know, systems in place so that I can really optimize my revenue generation. Are, are there areas that you think, you know, they should be focusing on? What, what would you advise? Very much so. Um, but one of the most impactful things you can do to gain immediate traction is revamp your offer. Most people, I'll just say it, um, your offer, if you're listening to this right now, here's a good chance that your offer probably sucks. Um, and I mean that in the best possible way. You probably have a world-class solution that is just packaged very poorly. And if you're the only person who can sell it as the founder or it requires rock star salesperson to sell it, it's a bad offer, right? You want something that an average salesperson can sell consistently and predictably. And if your bank account is usually the evidence of whether this offer is actually crushing it or not. So um, you need an offer that, that can be simplified and compelling. Okay. Next, you need a bleeding neck problem to solve. Who's the ideal avatar and what's the bleeding neck problem? Bleeding neck problem can't be something that is near or sort of, or kind of, you can't, you know, if you have a sore neck, how many times do you jump in the car and go to the hospital because your neck is sore? Not, not very often, right? But when your neck is bleeding, you got a little bit of a gusher coming out, you know, sorry, forgive the term, the visual, but you're getting in the hospital or you're calling the paramedics, you're doing something to get solution there because you're going to die if you don't. Right. That's a bleeding neck problem. And no matter what business you're in, it doesn't matter what you're selling or offering, your solution has a bleeding neck version of it, which is the center of the bullseye. And when you can tap into the people who have the greatest amount of pain and gushing blood, 
those are the people who are going to show up. They don't need you to do a song and dance for them. They need you to be crystal clear that you can actually solve the problem. And then they want you to get out of their way and help and let you help them solve the problem. If you have to do 25 touch points and all this stuff to, to dance and make magic happen for people, it's because it's not crystal clear. You haven't tapped into the person who's got the pain so deep that you are the immediate and ready solution for it, right? So when you can do those things simply, right, and create a prospect journey that makes it simple and easy and evident that they're in the right place and they're taking the right steps towards solving that problem. When they get on a phone call with you or somebody on your sales team, it's usually just about matching them with the right solution, not about convincing them that they need to buy something. So what do you think gets in the way of that? It feels to me like if we're not really speaking to that avatar, then what what are we doing? What what do we think we're, you know, who do we think we're talking to or, or what are we doing that is creating a situation where we're not being heard? Yeah. Well, um, too many times we're either um, so happy to have somebody to talk to uh, that we are not as it, we're, we're focused on showing them all the wonderful things that are our product can do instead of getting crystal clear with them as to what is their level, what is their problem and what is their level of commitment to solving it, right? Because until somebody has a problem that presents and a commitment level, meaning consensus on their side of the equation that this problem needs to be solved and needs to be solved today, because those are two different things. Um, until then, you don't actually have an offer to give anybody. And too many times we're trying to match somebody. We think if they're even remotely close, let's see, let's get them matched up with our solution. And then we're trying to overcome problems like, well, you know, I can't afford it. I got news for it. I don't, there's no such thing as I can't afford it. Every single response they send to you is one that says you haven't tapped in clearly enough into why I should do anything about this now. If I need more time, if I need to think about it, if I got to talk to my spouse, all of those things are some version of we did not put them at the ideal intersection of pain and solution. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, that, 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 that yeah. You know, most people now. immediately go to, well, cause I get these questions a lot. People will come to us and, well, what do you do with somebody who, who, who just, you know, needs to think about it? Um, well, you have to give them a better reason to not right. think about it. You have to, you know, Somebody says, I need to pray about it, or I need to think about it. So, well, let me ask you this. How much time have you spent thinking about this in the last week, month, year? Do you really need another three days to think about it? What's your biggest concern about the decision you're about to make? Right. right? Let's tap into this. I mean, these people don't need this. What they really are saying is they haven't heard the things from you. They haven't felt the presence from you. They haven't felt the confidence, certainty, conviction, and clarity to tell them that they can let down their guard trust you, give them their credit card and follow you to a solution. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Right. And and I find that people are afraid to go that uh, deep with their questions, right? That for yeah. some reason, they don't feel like they have the right or permission or whatever it is to really ask questions that get to that, that help the prospect get to where they are, you know, how, how, how much are they bleeding? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the, probably the biggest piece of, uh, of, of support around that, that I can give to anybody is 
if you learn to be an unapologetic truth teller, you will solve all those problems. Yeah, right. You cannot, you cannot show up on a call worried for one second about what they think about you. Yeah. You have to be showing up 100% only for them. And as their advocate, as their friend, as the person who cares about them solving this problem and changing the game for them, you have to be willing to ask them the question that most likely you're the only person in the world who's going to ask them. So right. if you don't, who the hell's going to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's good. Yeah. And so like you need that. to make sure that that's always what's coming. It's just one after the other, after the other. And when they say things, you know, how many times have somebody, you know, have you gotten off the phone with somebody or someone even, you know, probably met with clients and people that you mentor who say, man, if I would have just said this. Yeah. Well, then say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And then here's, here's a, here's a quick tip for you. If you hang up the phone and go, man, why didn't I say that? Call them back and say it. Yeah. What right. other chance do you have? Right. Right. So yeah. people just, it's just, there's really no rocket science to this. The only difference between me and most people is I just actually do these things. That's it. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point. It's a very good point. Oh my gosh, Jim, I, I really have enjoyed this. I, um, I, I, it totally resonates with me, but I'm hearing it in a, in a different sort of way that is even more resonant. So um, awesome. I, I really appreciate you spending this time with me. Will, will you let the listeners know how they can find you and you know anything you think they should know, please? Yes, uh, please do. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I have, you can go to my personal website, which is jimp360.com, J-I-M-P like Peter, uh, 360.com. It's my personal site. You can get all my social medias, videos about us. You can find out how to hire us. You can find out how to work for us about our upcoming events. Um, and if, when you get there, uh, there's a contact button. If you just push the contact button and push and find the text app, if you you can text me. And what I want you to do is text me your first name or your your uh, your email address and say anti closer, and I will send you our anti closer toolkit, which is a check. It basically walks you through how to set yourself up for the foundations of putting a system together that does not require a top tier sales closer to sell your stuff consistently and predictably. And I'd love to get to meet you and see what you're doing and make sure you let me know that you came from Diane here on the podcast. That's so great. I want to make sure I have all that information to add in the show notes. Yes. So that people get that. And, and once again, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey there, I'm Sue Borison. And I'm Stephanie Silverman. If you're the parent of a teenager or a teacher, or maybe just someone who vividly remembers how challenging those awkward in-between years can be, well, we're here to save the day with our podcast, Your Team with Sue and Steph, the go-to source for guidance on raising tweens and teens. 
From behind the scenes info on college admissions. I'm so passionate about science and research, but if you really didn't do anything about it, they're not really going to believe you. To tactical advice on surviving middle school and high school. If my mom, who's smart and awesome, could have friend drama and be okay, then I also will be okay. And raising your children to be upstanders. The words of feeling are critical because they help push a child to be able to act. Sue and I are by your side and ready to help you navigate this crazy world one episode at a time. Listen to your team with Sue and Steph wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. We can't wait for you to join us. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.